speaking the truth to the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Monday, August 15th, we survived another weekend. Uh, 73, feels like 73, in rain showers or spittily spat, as I would say. Right, Johnny? Yeah, a lot yeah, like, a lot cooler out there than not it was. Not really, though, rain showers. Yeah, it's been sprinkling in yeah, that throughout the day. Yeah, it's just sprinkling. Or spittily spat, is that what you spittily said? Spittily spat. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word. Well, it is now. <laughs> All right, you the people out there, check if spittily spat is a word, or we'll check in the Google later. Uh, anyway, I am Jack Regan's host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is producing this show. Uh, we've got a fun show because you don't get access much... Um, to women's golf in general in the state, so to speak, on this show or too many outlets. I mean, Husker Sports Network's going to cover it. Um, but you guys know that I love golf, and uh, I try very hard to be good. And I, and the more I try, the worse I get. <laughs> um, so, so what I decided, I was like, hey, I know some of the NU women golfers. Let's see if they would like to come in. But here's what you should really know. Uh, Megan Whitaker won both the Nebraska Amateur and the Nebraska match play amateurs. So those would be like our state's majors, okay? And then on the men's side, we have the same thing, right? And so Megan from Omaha, who's here in studio, welcome, Megan. Thank you. Um, oops, and see, of course, we're going to have a, a misfire on the show <laughs> with my phone on still. Sorry about that. Um, but it is a show for everybody. And then she was like, yeah, I'll come on, but I want to bring a teammate. And I was like, okay, bring a teammate. So she brought Lindsay Thiel. Did I pronounce it correctly? Teal. Teal. Yes, See, color. Like but, the color. Like but the, the color. truth is, is I screw up at least something that's a normal, like, oh, everyday yeah. thing. Every day I do it on the radio. And if it's a name, even though I know the person, I absolutely screw it up. It's it's a hard name. That's a, a very valid vowels. statement. So it is a very valid <laughs> statement. So everybody, this is totally par for the course. So what we have is we have NU Women's Golf, and they're eligible to play in amateurs. And we have basically the queen or the king. Of Nebraska Amateur Golf and Megan here. So both of you, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you for having yeah. us. Thanks so um, much. Yeah, we got to tell the story real quick. So Megan is really a second generation Husker. Mom played as well in the 90s. Yes. Yeah. Is that where you get golf from as mom or is dad a player too? It's from my mom. She's actually the one who introduced my dad. There you go. And, then, and they're, still, they're still getting along playing golf? Yep. We play every weekend. <laughs> so... That's awesome. Yes. That really is kind of cool. And then Lindsay is actually... Third generation or third sister yeah. to play. Third sister. Yep. Yeah. There are two ahead of me that played both teammates with Megan, actually. Yes. Yeah. So, Megan, me. you're out of Omaha, mm-hmm. right? Uh, high school? Elkhorn South. Elkhorn South. Lindsay, and, you're out of Wahoo? Yep. Bishop Newman. Bishop Newman. Oh, I'm a Fremont Bergen kid, so we used okay. to battle a lot with <laughs> That's right. Bishop Newman. I was actually a Mount Michael kid and a Fremont Bergen kid. So, okay. Um, but anyway. A lot of battles. In the, oh, yeah, in the <laughs> Catholic school battles of eastern Nebraska. <laughs> uh, That's right. But no, seriously, cool. Well, Megan, let's start with you real quick. We'll get to Husker golf because the season's probably just coming on board and school and all of that. Um, but amateur so one of the things the audience should know, maybe not know, is kids that can play will start playing in amateur events as young as how good they are, mm-hmm. both on the female and male side. But you this year, Husker Golf, game getting better. You went and got the double major championship. That's a big deal. Congrats. Thank you. So 
walk us through it. Like, are you thinking, have you done it before? Of course you've played, but what was different this year? How was the excitement of the journey? And then did you feel any pressure in the second? Because I believe you're the match play champion before you First, were the, yeah. you know, the stroke play. Yeah, I felt more confident in the match play tournament just because I won two junior match plays before. And I think match play, in my eyes, match play is easier because you just have to take on one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously some of it's luck, you know, sometimes things are meant to be not meant to be, but I think the amateur, I've never won like a stroke play tournament or it's been a long time since I had, because to me, it's like, what do we have? 38 girls. Mm -hmm. They're all coming. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got 38 people to hold off the entire tournament. So I think Mm -hmm. that one's, that one's tougher for me in my eyes. Well, I think anytime a stroke play event, uh, probably was it four days or three days for you guys? Three, three Mm -hmm. days. That's a lot of golf. A lot can go right and a lot can go wrong, and it's a strong field. Yeah. You know, probably how many of your teammates or other girls that you compete against were in that field as well? A lot of them. All of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's the best from Nebraska. I mean, we had one of our teammates, and then Haley, Mm -hmm. her her older sister came, a couple UNO girls, Carney girls. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then the juniors are all there, too, and they're obviously very good going to Division One golf as well. Right. So when did you when did you start getting into playing in the amateur circuit? I played my first one after my freshman year in high school. Okay. So this would be, what, about the seventh or eighth? Yeah. Because what year of school are you? You're going into senior year? Going into my fifth year. Fifth year. Okay. I just graduated, yeah. Gotcha. Well, congrats. Hold on. Thank you. Graduation, <laughs> education, more important than golf. Yes. What'd you graduate with? I did finance. There you go. All right, so you're going to work the books for a company, or what's, what's Maybe. the plan? Maybe. I'm not work sure the plan. Work your own books on the pro tour. There we go. There yeah. You <laughs> go. There you go. <laughs> okay, so we're probably, what, nine years of playing amateur golf? At least, you know, in the mm-hmm. amateur circuit. Yes. Right, as I like to call it. Because, to be honest, golf, to me, that's what's so cool, is there's really no difference between amateur and pro. It's just what scores are shot. Right. But as far as the pressure and everything, it's legitimate golf. Like, it's straight-up golf like we all see on TV. Mm-hmm. And um, you're either good at it or you're not. Or, you know, I think everybody from pros down to amateurs uh, can feel the highs and the lows of golf. Yeah, for sure. So no pressure going into stroke play because of being the match play champion. I felt there was some pressure, but um, I just wanted my, – my biggest goal was just after day one to put myself in position. Mm-hmm. That that was my goal even day two. Of yeah. just like you're not gonna win the tournament the first day. So just put yourself in position. And I knew at wilderness, I mean it's a tough course, but you can go under par out there if you hit good shots. So I was just like, Well, we you know, you just you need to hit fairways and greens out there and yeah. give yourself looks at birdie. Sure. So Lindsay, as a competitor but also teammate at Nebraska mm-hmm. and like Megan was saying, your sister was probably in she's a good player in her own right, right? She is, yeah. Um what was it like Competing and then watching as a teammate was basically you're like, whoa, like Megan's going to do this. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. I think I didn't get to watch a lot of it just because I was in one or two groups ahead of her for the tournament. But yeah, I I knew that it was going to come down as kind of as the tournament went on. You could tell it was going to come down to Haley and Megan. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty clear just as it went on. Um and so it was pretty cool. As soon as my round was done, I went back out to kind of see yeah. what they were battling it out, and I knew it was going to be close that final day. So, yeah, it was a dogfight, I think, for you too. But that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even follow, like, where did it end up? Like, as you're going through, 
Is it decided on that final nine, final six holes? I mean, kind of give us at least on the stroke play, the back and forth, or when you were, when could you breathe? Or not? Uh, no, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, we played, um, I had a two or three shot lead going into the final round, and then uh, I did not play great that front nine. I think I was two or three over. Okay. I made a really bad, just like a, it was a dumb course management mistake, double. And then I had another bogey. Uh, I just wasn't hitting greens like I had before. So then the back nine came. I think I was all tied with Allison, who was also in our group. And Haley was still like one or two behind me. And we all bogeyed 11. And I think Allison kept birdieing. She would birdie like every other hole. So she was coming. And there got to a point, I think on, on 11, we were all tied. Oh, boy. So Oh, boy. Yeah. And then I I luckily, I, I strung some pars together. So that was helpful. And I birdied fifth. 15, the par three. Uh, but then Haley came and birdied 16. She made like a 35 foot putt and she had a 10 footer for birdie on 17. And I'm like, I, I lost track of the scores at that point. I'm like, I, I can't even, <laughs> I can't remember. Right. You know, I mean, I birdied and it seemed like every time I would birdie your par, Haley would do the same. So on 18, I was like, I, I think I have like a one shot lead, but I don't even, I couldn't remember. I'm trying right. to like remember and I didn't have Haley's scorecard, so I couldn't even look back. Okay. So I, um, I bogeyed 18, but that was enough yeah. to get it. Yeah. But, hey, whatever it takes. Yeah, it came down to the end. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny, um, you describing it, because, again, years of training, not just from a youth, but being at Nebraska and a lot more competitive playing in Nebraska in the Big Ten. Um, teammates, you guys are always qualifying. There's no guaranteed slots. What do you think, over the last couple years, has grown in your game that's kind of helped you or helped make this run this summer? And what do you hope to carry forward? I think I learned after the last four years, like what I need to focus on at practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I sat down with my coach at the end of this spring season and we kind of discussed like, all right, what, what's holding me back? And we kind of looked at my stats and determined it was long irons and short putts. So pretty much every day I would do a long iron drill and I'd make 53 to four footers because I just, I would miss like two to three around, which mm. is just momentum killers. It, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, it's able to, you know, you can come back from it, but it definitely sucks out anything yeah. that's been going well. So worked really hard on that. And I think that helped a lot. And also, I mean, when I, I told myself coming down the stretch, you know, if I win this tournament, if I don't, it's okay. The sun's coming out again tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I think qualifying is sometimes more pressure. It's like right. this determines if you're going to Arizona or not. This, like, <laughs> I mean, in last spring, we felt the pressure because it was determining if we were going to go to regionals or not, okay. like coming down at Indiana and some tournaments. Yeah. So it felt like this one, yes, it, it does matter. And I felt the pressure and I wanted to win. But, you know, it's not it wasn't as significant as some other things that right. we've played for. But it's identifying at least statistically some of the weaknesses or mm-hmm. maybe as um, as the profile would say, where you can gain strokes. Yes. Um, <laughs> which maybe I should explain that to the audience. No, Lindsay, can you explain that to the audience? When gain we talk- strokes. Yeah. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, I'm... Maybe not technically in a textbook no, you, you form. Don't, but no, come on. It's drive yeah, time Lincoln. It's just the general theory. Yeah, you're kind of just looking at it where are the spots on the course that you can make up from the field? Right. Make up spots. So it could be different for different people. But yeah, on a par five view to get a four, in a very general sense, you're gaining strokes there. Exactly. And it's, and at the same time, it's where we can lose strokes, too. It's yeah. kind of the study of both. And these days, there's a lot of great data that I'm sure you guys use. 
but it's personalizing it for essentially where your weakness is, mm-hmm. you know, the individual and then working on those. And then it also, so you worked on that, but it also sounds like probably just both natural maturity, but also that competitiveness. Like, I think it's so funny to hear you say it's more nerve wracking or probably more consistently nerve wracking when you have to qualify for your college team to go somewhere or, you know, that next step. Yeah. And, um, there's something to be said about just having the experience, mm-hmm. right? I think that it plays tremendously in golf. Um, Lindsay, as a teammate, what have you, when you have a teammate that's won state amateurs and match play, like that's, that's not a given. I mean, you can go to the University yeah. of Nebraska, but it's not a given that you're going to hold on and, and be the champion for the year here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know your family up in Wahoo has come through the golf ranks. I mean, it's in your family, but. What have you watched and learned as Megan has grown into this? I'm going to call it the kingship. Yeah, I've I've learned so much from her consistency and just how steady she is. Um, I can say especially we played each other in match play mm-hmm. this summer. Okay. Um, and yeah, just just watching. I just learned a lot about my own game mm-hmm. in that match um, and where I went wrong. And then just how her consistency just led her through that match. And so I've... Yeah, very much learned a lot from that and just how steady she is and just she doesn't stray too much. It's just a lot of pars and then she'll make her birdies and she never really gets too rattled or strays very far from that. So that helped me a lot to be able to watch her also while we were playing in that match play and just, I mean, we play alongside each other every day in practice, but then actually seeing her side by side in a competitive match too in a tournament when it was really down to the wire in the championship match that you can learn a lot from someone in that setting too. Yeah. So So this is always unique in golf. When you guys were actually head to head competing, was it all business competing and just kind of the nice shot, you know, nice shot or were you, uh, grinding or were you giggling at times with each other? Cause it's a friend. Yeah. A little bit of both. I would say. Yeah. And honestly, we've had, a lot of practice at that dynamic through our qualifying because we, sure. mm-hmm. it, we've had a lot of rounds like that and coming in as a freshman that was always something I thought about like oh what's it going to be like <laughs> right. like actually playing head to head with your teammates where it counts um, so I would say yeah in our match it was wasn't something I was really thinking about or worried yeah. about it was just pretty natural at that point but I would say I don't know what do you think a little bit of both I think it was yeah a little yeah. bit of both because I have guys Danny Woodhead comes to mind we play matches all the time and mm-hmm. he and I We'll either both be good, or and, and generally there's times you're good, but then we'll go off the rails and and we we can't get inside each other's heads, so we're like giggling all the time and I, the littlest thing sets us off. Yeah. And so or we're just hyper focused and yeah. things things are good, but no matter what, it seems like we always find a way. Good golf, bad golf to get to the 18th hole. So the 18th hole is always worth something. Yeah. And we just, we giggle about it. And I always would fear, and he's a much better player than I am, but I'd always fear that I'd have to play him in a real (laughs) thing because our dynamic is so goofy. Yeah. Yeah, So competitive. Right. And then there's other, most of the time, right. It's just be respectful, good shot, this, and you're focused on your own game, but yeah, you just never know because you guys are teammates Mm -hmm. and a lot of the ladies that are competing in that, um, you probably have seen over the years, Oh, and yeah. you know, yeah, a lot of friendships. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And teammates. All right, we're on uh, with two NU women golfers right now. Uh, Lindsay Teal, got it, and <laughs> Megan Whitaker, who is also your 
dual major champion Nebraska women's amateur and Nebraska women's match play amateur champion 2002. The king. The queen. I guess so. Yeah. No. <laughs> what are the trophies like real quick? We'll talk about it when we come back. We'll, co- we'll talk about it when we come back. 1499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3-KLIN. All right. I am Jack Riggins, the host. We're back. Quick two minutes here. We're trying to do our best to support the Huskers. NIL, whatever you want to call it. I've got two student athletes in, Megan Whitaker, Lindsay Teal. They are NU women golfers, and Megan is the reigning amateur and match play amateur champ. And I was asking about the trophies because, folks, the NGA or the Nebraska Golf Association does a bang up, maybe only behind the USGA and running tournament golf. Like, we're really spoiled here in amateur. We golf. are. Yeah. Um, tell us. How big is the trophy? It's very big. Like I, two and a half feet? Yeah. Yeah. In the, the match play one, just this huge, huge bowl. I mean, it's just like, massive. Uh, Sterling Silver Bowl. Like, what yeah. kind of bowl? Glass so, yeah, bowl? Yeah. Silver. Yep. Right. So, and they've got all the names engraved on the bottom right. ever since they've had it. No kidding. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the, that was the match play. So then the amateurs probably what? Wood block with like a chalice. Similar to that, yeah, yeah, for King Kong to, yeah, (laughs) right. No, they're they're really massive trophies. They are, and I'm not saying that any of us that are competitive try to do something for the trophy or the or the T-shirt, but these trophies are really cool. They are, and where do you have them? That's always a question for golfers. Where do you have the trophies We've, right now? My brother started a rule in our family that whoever wins the trophy gets it on the mantle until the next trophy's won. I love it. So I love it. That's that's what's happening right now. Okay, yeah. so while we let's stick with that family theme between mom, who you said was a golfer, and brother, you just said, who's got the most titles or the most um, the, the like the majors? Like you have two majors in I, the state I, right now. I do. We'll you're the, see. We'll you're see. the big dog in right the house. now. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and it's on the mantle. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably geeking out, audience, and you've turned off by now, and that's okay. <laughs> Only the golfers are still listening, and hopefully women golfers and little girl golfers out there, because it's truly the sport that we can all tee it up and play, and it's just whatever you shoot. 1,499.3-KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, uh, Monday, August 15th, still spittily spatting rain out there, the weather says. 72 now, so the temperature's driving, but it is a nice day. Maybe uh, we can stay in the 70s and 80s, which would be really nice for all of us that like to be outside. Although it says it's getting to 89 by Wednesday. That's okay, too. We can handle that. Um, hey, we've got two uh, Nebraska women golfers in, uh, Megan Whitaker and Lindsay Teal. There you go. Yeah, I'm getting it. <laughs> um, Megan actually comes from a golfing family. Her mother was a Husker, so second-generation Husker. And Lindsay is the third sister to play at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, you're going in your sophomore year? Junior. Junior. Yep. I mean, I should know this. It's not like I don't see you guys out at the golf course. (laughs) Um, They often practice at Firethorn, Wilderness Ridge, all around. So if you're in the golf circles around Lincoln, you're probably going to run into NU uh, Mm -hmm. women's and men's teams. Um, And in the amateur circuit, which uh, we were just talking with Megan in, because she is the two-time major champion, both the stroke play amateur in Nebraska and the match play 
Um, that's a big deal. That's cool. And she's got her big, giant, like, two-and-a-half-foot trophy on the mantle in the house. <laughs> so she's not only the king of the house, she's the king of women's golf in Nebraska. And seriously, congrats to that. I mean, that's Thank what you. I was like. we got to get you, you on air. Because um, it's an inspiring story. On top of that, though, let's move to Husker women's golf. Right? Because you guys are getting ready for a new season. Um, new players yet? I mean, I don't even know. Seriously, I've, I'm just waiting for you to show up on the range someday and be like, oh, here's the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, coming in this week. Really? Everybody gets here this week. So, Do you know anybody yet? Have you met any of the new recruits, so to speak? We have met one of them on mm-hmm. a visit. Um, the other two girls we have not met, but we're going to go meet them tonight <laughs> Okay. after this. So oh, There yeah. you go. Well, yeah, you should have mm-hmm. said, listen to the show. We're getting big time press. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, last year, let's finish last year and, and where you guys finished and expectations for this year as a team and, and both individually. Yeah, I think last year um, was kind of like a rebuilding year. I would say we lost two of our better players, um, Kate and Alice. They're both on the pro circuit now. So, I mean, they definitely contributed to our team. Mm-hmm. We finished ranked, what, 60-something? Somewhere 68 there, yeah. yeah and we yeah. needed it we were about 10 teams away from going to regionals so okay. um we're hoping this year we can do that we lost two other good players so we kind of have some shoes to fill but yeah. i think i think we can do it if we work hard um i think a lot of girls have played really well this summer so we that's, can build yeah. on that that's good yeah, I, yeah. Would, I would say um and in a way new coach not really i mean uh lisa who was a former coach uh moved on her husband got a job back east in the athletic department back west um but Jeannie Sutherland was your assistant, and so she moved up. Um, so there's really not any drama there. You guys know your head coach, and yeah. Um, and one of the things I know is she's very experienced in golf and um, what I would call in golf training and competing. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean she eeks of it. I very should have her so. on the show. Yes, oh, you, yeah, should. you should. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> she would love um, that. Yeah, oh, I bet she would. <laughs> um, no, but it's good because I think that it's interesting in golf, right? What I've observed. In a college golf coach, golf is such a unique, both individual but team sport that a lot of times you guys come from um, whether you're self-taught or you have coaches outside, swing coaches, so to speak, and then you have the the college coach that, of course, coaches but facilitates the practice, facilitates you know the team, and has experience. But oftentimes you guys also have other people that are helping you with your yep. games. That's just natural in golf. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things I've always said is you still have to facilitate as that coach, and which I know Jeannie does, and I think your other coaches have done this as well, is you guys to stay on focus for what you're building in your individual games for the team game. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, golf takes a lot of time and discipline, I think, to get good at, you know. It does. Yes. So you're like, yeah, Jack, you're telling us, is it, well, we know. I'm just reinforcing it. Um, so are you excited about this year? The chances, the team coming together and moving up that notch from where you were last year? Yeah, I'm really excited. I think um, I'm definitely like the oldest one now because I'm a fifth year. We have no seniors, so we're kind of like a young team okay. in a way. But I think we... I think we could be really good this year if we all stay focused and kind of, you know, all work on our weak or like our weaknesses, yeah. which I think um our coach does a good job helping point that out and giving you drills to how to make it better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Lindsay, you not only have fifth year senior, but basically in golf, it's like, well, she, she's the winner. 
Like, yeah. She's done it. She's been there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So She has the most experience. So, A, if I was advising, I'd be like, well, there's a standard bearer right there. Like, this is a good way to go about your practice and get better. Mm-hmm. It's also nice when you've won because it gives you street cred, as mm-hmm. I like to say. You know what you're talking about. The process works. Um, what are you looking forward to, Lindsay, of learning, winning, moving forward in golf? Yeah, I think kind of what I gather from this team coming in with new girls and then returners that we've been there, um, everybody just really seems to be on the same page about where we're going and mm-hmm. where we want to get to, um, especially with us girls that have been there the past few years. We, I mean, the year before we were able to go to regionals and then last year came up a little bit short. So we all have a very clear vision of where we want to get to yeah. and we've kind of tasted both sides of it. And so right. I think everybody is just super on the same page. We everybody's been working super hard this summer because we're all just so determined yeah. to get there. And we know what it takes now too. Mm-hmm. The ones who were there two years ago, I guess, which I guess a few of us. A few yeah. of us. Three yeah. or four of us. Yeah. Um so yeah, we know what it takes and we don't want to stop anything short of that. Yeah, that's awesome. You gotta have the goals out there and you kinda gotta have the pathway. Um mm-hmm. let's go to what I like talking about. Um Nebraska's my alma mater as well. Um education. We've got what you're doing. Now will you continue taking some advanced courses right now yep so i'll start my master's i'm going to do business analytics now okay so holy cow we got finance <laughs> and now you're getting into what i call the matrix yes analytics yes I so like, are you a numbers person I'm very much a numbers she person is. oh yes. my goodness so do you okay oh we're getting crazy i'm gonna mess up my own game do you uh do you use decade golf or any of that stuff? yes yep Our, I, I think that's pretty common yeah. for all college yeah. teams i think yeah. that everybody kind of has a subscription and goes with mm-hmm. it yeah. um so actually it was a pro Scott Guchewski, who got me, I didn't know what it was, and he was using it, and so I needed to kind of learn it. At, we were talking about some stuff, and I, it's fascinating stuff. Again, strokes gained and where to get better. Um, and the only problem with me is I can't, I seriously don't remember shots. You know, like you hear a great golf mind and they can recount all shots on all 18 holes. Like, I can't <laughs> tell you what was going through my mind and the shot before or two, Anything. like, I, data dump. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, how do you use that to your advantage? Meaning, do you think about the game analytically more numbers, or do you use it for training? Do you I use I mean? it, yeah. I I typically don't enter any data until after the tournament. Okay. Um, and then I'll go back and I'll look and I'll say, okay, this is what needs to be improved. This is what went well. How can we make sure the things that are going well keep going well? And then how can we you know, hone in on what wasn't working? Right. But then at the same time, you said um, you kind of had, I'm going to call it kind of the blackout or the just reacting to the game coming down the stretch in the women's am. Um, did you feel like you were on autopilot at that point and you're just kind of trusting everything you've done before and, and built? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt yeah. coming down. Did it yeah. feel awkward or I guess what I'm getting at, because I'm not an analytical guy. I think anybody knows me knows I'm not. Um and I get short-circuited when I go there, but how much of that do you factor in, or is it pull the club, get the distance, see the shot, hit the shot? Um, I try to use more feel mm-hmm. and more just like okay. athletic ability when I'm out there, yeah. but um, on times when things aren't going as well or something, I will go back to the numbers, and I'll remember, like I know um, a lot of people expect to like make every putt from eight mm-hmm. feet, but 
statistically it's 50% make rate. That's right. So when I missed my birdie putt on 16, I, I just birdied 15. Haley made a 30-footer for birdie. I six, eight feet, something like that. I missed it, and I was like, oh, you know, that one hurts. But I'm like, okay, no, 50%. I made the one yeah. on the last hole. It's okay, yeah. one mm-hmm. out of two. Move on. You're doing just fine. Yeah. So in those moments, that's when I'll kind of use the numbers. Oh, that's great. I see a lot of amateurs because I'm a big – in the data that I do think about, it's all about, for me, expectation management. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always try to talk to guys about the numbers that I'm like, hey, that was a great shot to eight feet. It was. The problem is, you know, they're obsessing and already talking about birdie. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and especially if they're not a good putter, the percentage <laughs> is lower. And then, you know, unfortunately, you watch him more times than not miss that. And then they're mad that they didn't make birdie because mm-hmm. they hit it so close. And then it carries to the driver. And I'm like, oh, this poor guy. You yeah. know, and I'm just mm-hmm. talking guys I play with. I mean, you, you kind of have to factor in um or or i say data gives golfers a a nice ability to help with expectation management which is a big part of going out there uh lindsay let's flip the script you an analytical crazy golfer let's go with what you're studying first hold on i'm pre-med you're a pre-med so is it is nebraska because i started in the pre-med tract okay biology Mm -hmm. that was my major okay psychology is my major i went a little bit away I see part. you I'm, reading my <laughs> thoughts right now. I was feeling that I was going to be taking enough science classes as it was. So sure. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll throw something else in there, too. Yeah. So, okay, pre-med. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I think psychology is a great field, um, not just for competitiveness and sports, but obviously um, very needed in our society. Yeah. Um, do you plan to stay in that as a kind of core thing, or if you get to pre-med, branch to something else i think so i yeah. think as of now i think branching i really love the psychology part of it and learning mm-hmm. about the brain and what yeah. you know how people are wired and everything i just don't know that i could see myself having a career in it yeah i don't know i don't want to rule anything out yet sure but sure i like yeah a little bit more of the general medicine of side of things right well, now i i have been fascinated with it and that's why we kind of have a consulting company sort of around that um because I really didn't get into it in SEAL Team, but it, it became such a important thing with performance kind of yeah. mentality, if you will. Um, and, of course, just mental health in general for mm-hmm. human beings in general and how much it plays into. So well, mm-hmm. that's a great field. No, I won't tell you my story how I had to take Spanish and I couldn't understand the computer trying to give me a Spanish <laughs> test. So I said, I'm done. Can you believe this, Johnny? So I'm like, I'm done. I can't do the Spanish test. And I about broke the computer at the University of Nebraska, and I went down to my guidance counselor, and they're like, you can take exercise physiology. And I was like, awesome, because I was studying biology, so I wanted sciences, and I wanted um, something around human body, this type thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't, it was in the teacher's college, so I didn't need to take a language, which was great. And then in the Navy, they wanted me to learn languages, and I was like, this this kid's not not even good (laughs) at English. You can't get away from it. Yeah, I'm not even good (laughs) at English. Yeah. And the Australians are like, Jack, you don't even speak English. You speak American, <laughs> right? I mean, they're like, yeah. it's not even close. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> but then the Navy, to pay for my school, made me take all this chemistry and physics and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. I did end up with a pre-med degree. Okay. And, you know, I was like, why did I study so much for all of that stuff that, for the most part of my life, I never used? Yeah. But yeah. it's it was a great experience. I, I love the university, um, obviously the athletic programs, and uh, it's really cool. So now let's go back to analytical feel all that how do you use the numbers and the science behind golf um i am more of an analytical side as well um, okay 
trying to implement more feel when I'm on the course. I think analytical is great for afterwards and mm-hmm. yeah, expectation management and looking back on your round and everything. Um, but I'm trying to become, I, I think I overthink a lot mm-hmm. during a round and I get a little too caught up in numbers and um, second guessing things. So I try to get more feel. Yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to move a little yeah. bit more towards. Yeah, I think I've always enjoyed and didn't learn it till later, like SEAL Team with what we called our after action, after action reports. But, you know, getting whatever done, you know, competing, if you will, or training, but then having that analytical thought process to decide where the weakness is that then can program what to work on. Mm-hmm. And we kind of use that loop continuously. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of great performers, whether it's, you know, piano, violin, golf, you know, sports, or even work, I think it's a good process to use. Um, and it sounds like it's working pretty good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, here, here's one. Um, what are we on time, Johnny? I don't know what we're at. Ah, oh, we're fine. Craziest struggle on the golf course because we've got a lot of golfers that are listening and they're like, yeah, but Jack, those guys are division one golfers. It's true. (laughs) And Jack, you're a hack. Yes, I am. But I talk like a pro. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, what's been one of your not struggles, but challenges that you've had to overcome in competing in golf? This last year, it was three footers for me. Really? It was a big hurdle to try to get over and it took a while i it pretty much just got to the point where i was going to miss two or three around mm-hmm. and you just had to accept it yeah but um i would just like yip out of the stroke kind of i'd just uh-huh. pop out of it so i have done a better job and it's been more confidence building more repetition but that that was definitely well how did you get out of it both physical practice and yeah so mentality it, yeah it was some mental stuff of just reminding yeah. myself um that i've done it but I, I think for me it's doing 50 every day and i can just do circles and circles and circles yeah. around the hole that way i see it left to right right to left uphill downhill and i can get on the course stand over and go okay yep i've done this i do this 50 times every single day right and then my math and like calculating how many days I've done it. And I'm like, okay, this is thousands now yeah. times I've made this putt. So yeah. we can do this. Confidence. But yes, it was mainly repetition for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Same mm-hmm. question, Lindsay. Mine, I would say this has kind of just been over the years, just in yeah, the years of being a golfer, but um, not second guessing my original targets and decisions once I've made them, um, especially in situations where I'm debating being more aggressive or conservative right um that has probably been my and probably still is my biggest mental so like kind of the the classic overthink or the yeah very much usually your first thought intuition is right yes and then you go back yeah that's and like after i've thought it through and come to a decision that's probably the right one you know i went through all that work to come to prepare everything and get to that decision so there's really no need to yeah second guess it again and again yeah well, I found that, you know, once you learn the skill set, the physical skill set to some degree, and then the game of golf and a lot of things, shooting can become mental, is that, you know, when in when in doubt, the intuitive first thought is usually the best. And mm-hmm. your your mind yep. constantly tries to work you yeah. into another thing. As a matter yeah, of fact, sure. I was on Firethorn number 13, quick C story, just the other day. And it was like downwind, the pin was up, and it was a perfect eight iron. But no, what do I do? I say, oh, no, I want to make sure I carry the water, even it's though I had like 12 yeah. yards clear on an eight iron of the water. But yeah. I was like, I really want to carry the water because I didn't want to mess up the round. So yeah. I pull seven iron out, right? And I intuitively know that's too much club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't even put a good swing on it. 
Right. I mean, I tried. Yeah, because yeah, then you. I like. I it. actually pulled the club back, got to the top, and then I stopped, and I was like, "Hold on, reset." But I was too like lazy to go over and get the eight iron, and I knew yeah. the whole time. I'm like, "How yeah. can you know this for and like then still, yeah. two minutes?" Still, yeah. And then yeah, I just I like did some short little choppy swing, and I pull hooked it like seventy yards away. It was just the most. It was on the range. You guys know what I'm yeah. talking about. It was yeah, terrible. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, that, that's, there's nothing physically wrong there. That's just your brain <laughs> yeah. getting in the oh, way. Yeah. All right. We're with the king of women's golf in Nebraska right now. Uh, amateur and play champion Megan Whitaker and her teammate at the University of Nebraska, Lindsey Teal. We'll come back and finish out the show. 1,499, 3KLN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499, 3KLN. All right, we've got uh, finishing up with two Lady Husker women's golfers right now. Um, let's figure out, let's figure out your golf show because you said it, and I want to give you a chance to talk about where people can listen to you to more about women's golf. Yeah, we do a show um, probably on a competitor. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's, it's on, totally okay. on 93.7, the ticket. So we've been going on Thursdays for the summer, 6 to 7. We're going to switch to Wednesdays next week, yeah, like in a week and a half. Starts. Yeah, when mm-hmm. school starts. But we just talk golf for about 35 minutes, and then we bring up some random topic. Super random stuff. What was the last <laughs> random topic? We uh, ranked sports movies. Oh, yeah. Well, what was the number one? I said Miracle. Mine's oh. Glory Road. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen Glory Road. It's a hockey movie? Basketball. Hmm. I actually watched it for the first time yeah, I mean, this okay. last weekend, and it, it's, it's up there. It. It's in my top okay. three now. Okay, okay. Right Miracle's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. That's, you, a, that's a good one. Okay, we still got time. What do, you, do you know what my favorite part of Miracle is? Take a guess. Again, again, again. That's what I was going to guess. You guys both think it's when he says, again. He's trying to prove that you play for Team America. Mm -hmm. That's right up there. That would be my favorite team, like, teaching. But my favorite individual teaching is when the goalie refuses to take the test. Oh, that's a good one. And the coach says, you just took it. You just took it. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've given that to a lot of people like a mundane doesn't really it doesn't honestly really mean anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I want to see naturally how invested you are in the program. Right. Or what the goal of the team. And um, and it's a good test for people. Right. That's awesome. Like it doesn't mean anything. I'm not going to do it. Well, on a team, there's a lot of things sometimes you got to yeah, do. Gotta do. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah, thank Thanks you so much. much for having us. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, All right, fun. that's it. That's it for Monday, 1,499.3 <laughs> KLIN.